0: Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Rev. Albert Okran.
1: Tonight, I'm honored to be hosting one of the leading CEOs in this country who will also be a resource person at the festival. Last year, his group was a very exciting discussion in the the gardens, and this year he's back there again. Jim Baden is the MD of Fidelity Bank, and he will be facilitating a session on how ideas and innovation can be growth pillars for anyone in the whole succession discussion as we look for the next ceo how a person with ideas a person with innovation can have an advantage over the competition or even how corporates that highlight ideas and innovation can open the gap between themselves and the competition i'm eager to learn about this because listen if you are a ceo or an emerging ceo this discussion or this show is yours join us tonight and of course get your friends and loved ones to tune in to 99.7 fm or join us on facebook the pages again albert n e okran or comfort okran a you can find the the, the 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 program streaming on these pages and you can join the discussion but Jim, welcome to springboard
2: thank you albert it's a great pleasure to be in the studios of joy fm to take
1: part in this program this is a virtual university. Somebody says it's the only university that that, that matriculates and graduates in, a, in an hour. And <laughs> we do it every Sunday. Lovely. Good to see you, Jim. So last year we had a fantastic time at the festival. Maybe before we even go to this the topic for today, tell me from your perspective as a resource person, looking into the faces of the 30 or so uh, emerging CEOs who are in your breakout group as well as the whole concept of a festival. You in the morning as well as the evening. What did you pick out from the, the the festival and its relevance to to our journey as corporates in this nation?
2: Very well, Albert. Um, this festival has come to stay. Uh, it's become one of the things that those of us in the corporate world look forward to annually. Uh, I was privileged to be part of it last year, and uh, my discussion centred on mentoring. Mentoring meaning giving hope to the young ones and giving direction to them in order to step up to actualize their potentials going forward. My engagement was very useful, uh, very entertaining, very inspiring. Um, I led the discussions and got them to speak up. Indeed, speaking up leads to confidence. And for me, As the managing director of a bank, I give hope to my people. I lead them on to believe in themselves and become confident about the ability to discharge their responsibilities successfully. So that's exactly what we did at the discussions. And since then, we formed um, uh, a WhatsApp group. And we communicate actively and engage in topical issues that are of interest to members of the group.
1: You know, you are going to make those who are not in your group feel very, very jealous because what you are saying is that those who had the privilege of being part of that breakout formed a relationship that endured beyond the experience at the festival, and that was really one of the key aims of the organizers: bringing emerging leaders and leaders together to think about how to really move things forward. Let me ask you: looking at the the, the people that you engaged with, what did you see as their biggest strengths, and then what did you also see as the areas where they needed to work on to fully realize that potential that you mentioned? Very
2: well, a lot of them, in my view, needed direction and leadership. Indeed, a lot of them had very good ideas, but they did not know how to express themselves. So, it is critical that as leaders of the corporate world, we're able to inspire the young ones they do have ideas ideas that we should encourage them to translate into innovations so basically the downside of what i saw in them was the fact that they needed to step up and be more confident in their abilities the other side was the passion passion was very critical in the sense that they were passionate about what they've had and what they believed in indeed they were eager to chart a successful career in their chosen fields. And therefore, uh, it was it was my responsibility to give them confidence and to give them hope in what they thought was critical ideas for the future.
1: Right. So if you just joined us, this is Spring Body of Virtual University. My name is Albert Okran, hanging out tonight with Jim Baden, the, C- the MD of Fidelity Bank, as we try to unravel the subject of session planning and then home in on the the role of ideas and innovation. I hope that you will find this this discussion useful in your own journey as you seek to become all that God meant for you to be. But let's even start by unpacking the main subject itself. Jim, what is succession planning? When we say succession planning, what is what really is it?
2: Very well. For any organization, succession planning, in my opinion, is the deliberate orchestration of your staff capacity and capability to meet the human capital needs of your company for the immediate term and continuing into the long term in order to improve or maintain at least your market position. And um, I need to emphasize a few words in there. One of them is orchestration. The second one is human capital. The third one is continuing into the long term, and then the last one is either maintaining or improving your market position. I say so because um, a lot of people think that succession planning belongs to executive management alone. Uh, That is an error right from the get-go. Succession planning actually starts with the recruitment policy of the organization. Because you need to plan to scale up your people. You need to plan to bring in people to play clearly spelled out jobs or roles in your company. That is how come I use the word deliberate. Deliberate orchestration. You need to orchestrate it. The human capital need is that staff base that will translate your strategies and your policies into actuals and they will come out as performance at the end of the day. Indeed, if your human capital base is weak and the skill set is found wanting, you would not be able to execute your strategies successfully and you will not be able to hit your targets at the end of the day. And continuing into the long term is very important because Initially, you may have very good people to take your company to the market. Indeed, you may be market leaders in what you're doing, but with time, some people move on. They move into other rules. They resign. And even top executives are phased out. Eventually, some of them retire, some of them move on to other rules. And then what? If you haven't built the succession capacity of the company you'll be found wanting in the sense that you'll not have people within the company to step up into critical roles to continue the journey successfully in which case the performance of the company will drop and that is not what our shareholders want and then the last term that i used was maintaining or improving the market position That is very important because if you're a market leader, you want to remain the market leader eternally. You know, you want to be the number one always. But then if your human capacity is suspect in the sense that you fail to plan successfully, then the people running the show in the absence of the earlier ones would not have the same skill set that would deliver the number one position for you on the market. It is critical that you scale up successfully in critical succession planning such that within the long term, you have the same quality of staff to drive the company's business and maintain or improve on their performance and be the number one or the market leader in your product area.
1: Right. I like the way you've broken it down. You, you talk like a, a teacher's son. <laughs> Do you have a teaching background somewhere in there. Well, I have a passion for teaching the
2: young ones, inspiring them, and I'm a motivational speaker as well, so right. maybe that is where it comes from,
1: right because I like the way you broke it down. Let me tell you, I, I have chosen my preferred word, my favorite word in your definition, but I'm going to hear yours first. Which one would you call your favorite word? in the whole definition that you give, which word will will stand out for you as your favorite? My
2: favorite will be orchestration. Right. Orchestration in the sense that it has to be deliberate planning. Because if you don't plan, then you're planning to fail. So orchestration means that you will recruit from the right sources. You will groom the people the right way you prepare them continuously and you get them on their career path successfully and with due time they will step up into higher roles and become executive managers ultimately
1: right i will tell you my favorite word you, you mentioned after mentioning your favorite word you mentioned mine by extension my my favorite word is deliberate right for the simple reason that sometimes that the critical success factors that people need to achieve results we somehow expect them to happen by themselves, by nature, by accident, instead of deliberately working it out. I almost mentioned your word orchestrate. (laughs) So it kind of linked up, deliberate and orchestration. But Jim, so for a company that is in uh, in the number three position, you kept referring to the number one, but I want to presume that a company in the number three position, if you talk about maintaining and and improving your market position, at least if a company is in number three, it ensures that you don't drop to number four or five. Absolutely. Work your way out to number two, and you keep making progress continuously. Is that correct? Yeah, correct. Let me ask a question that is very um, is of great interest to me. Why should a discussion about succession be of interest to the person who just joined the firm today? I know it's almost evident that for the people who are shareholders succession is critical, but let's pick out the various stakeholders and find out why this discussion is important for them. So let me start from the ones that nobody would look at. Why should a company, as somebody who just joined a company, somebody in the, the beginning belt of the organization be interested in the fact that the company is focused on su- succession?
2: It's critical because indeed when people come to a company they want you to spell out their career paths for right. them. If they don't have a view of their career path. They are likely to live within the short term. Indeed, in order to maintain your credit card staff, it's very important for you to share their progression path with them, to let them know that they will not be static where they are, to let them understand that with time, once they develop their skills and their output is out up there, they are able to progress year in, year out and move towards their aspirations to become departmental heads, to become segment directors, to become board members, ultimately to become the managing director of their company. Right. Indeed, it is common for anybody, for most people who are aspiring to go places, to tell you that they want to become the managing directors of their company. If you ask them where they want to be in let's say 10 years or 20 years so we need to give hope to them in order for them to stay
1: in the build-up to last year's festival of ideas we had koku Eduardo, then ceo of stanchat come in he talked about entering the bank and, and and telling himself when he would want to become the chief executive of the bank um we had albert isian who was also a resource person yeah. Um, last year at the festival talk about the same thing that he entered the bank in the very first he talked about becoming um, a CEO of the bank in the morning session of the festival the target are people in the middle to top bracket who are being groomed and I I mean some company centers many has 40 something 40 something executives to be coached I mean that's the CEO who says listen give an equal opportunity to everyone let's see those who are hungry for growth why should this discussion... you talked about those in the beginning stages. Those in the middle belt rising into leadership, holding management positions and with the potential to become top management. Why should this discussion be important for them?
2: It should be of interest to them because nobody wants to remain static where they are. By nature, we all aspire to become better and better with time. You know, if somebody were to join my bank as a, a, middle, a middle-tier manager, for instance... They hope that one day into the future, they'll become, let's say, the head of segment or head of department. And therefore, it is critical for you to, if you like, shape their thoughts and the activities as they make their contributions in the firm. Somebody will come out to say, Mr. Baden, do you ever think that I'll become a director of this company? Do, do people ask you that? They do. I engage with a lot of them, and I ask them, "Where do you want to get to in five years, in ten years' time?" And a lot of them say, "I want to be in your seat one day." And I said do, "Do you get upset?" I don't get upset. I say to them, "You can have it, but you need to work towards it." Right. So I encourage them. Several years ago, I attended a course in the U.S. University of Virginia. It was in managing critical resources what people don't know is that self-development is critical to every company where you want to get to the leadership position in the markets managing critical resources is critical in every business because if you mismanage the critical resource in the bank for instance a critical resource are the funds that we take, the deposits that we take from customers. We need to manage them in a way such that we return a very good yield on the assets that we create out of the deposits. At the end of the day, if we get a very good margin, we record a very good profit for our shareholders, for our staff, and for all stakeholders. So managing critical resources resource is very critical to anybody who is aspiring to the top. We engage with people and we want people who are solution-oriented because leadership and managing at the top is all about resolving problems and contributing to solutions. So we look out for people who have the orientation to contribute to solutions on a daily basis. And that is what we tell our people, those who are aspiring to get to the very
1: top. You know, you just you just got to the question that is so so dear to my heart and I I think I'm speaking for a number of our listeners. When you said you look out for people who solve problems. With my with my other heart as a pastor, my mind goes to the fact that Saul wanted Saul wanted to appoint somebody and the servant of Saul said, Listen, I know somebody who is prudent in speech, who is skillful, who is this and can solve the problem for you. I think that at this point it would be useful to help our listeners to understand when you sit in those board meetings in those top management meetings and you are looking for talent you are looking for the next ceo you are looking for somebody to promote to the highest level what do you look out for at least i've picked one already that you look for a person who solves problems help us to understand what are the things i almost said you gossip about what are the things (laughs) you discuss in looking for that next ceo that next head of division that next director what do you look out for
2: very well um we look out for a lot of things and they're not far fetched. In the first place, we look out for people who believe in themselves, who are very confident on a daily basis. You can tell from their body language and for, from the way they conduct the affairs that they believed in themselves. So they are very confident of their abilities. Next, we look out for people who speak up and make critical contributions to. Resolving issues You may go into a meeting There are maybe Ten heads of departments Sitting there Discussing issues Analyzing things And yet there will be Just about two or three people Who are voicing out all the time Who are putting ideas on the table Who are criticizing things Who are critiquing things Who are really putting forward solutions To issues we like people like that. Wow. And yet there are people in the same meeting room who would not utter one word in one hour. And the meeting is over and they go away. And that's a liability. It's unbelievable. Those places are, those people are not going anywhere.
1: Let me ask you a question. I mean, I, I know you come back to your point, but I mean, traditionally, traditionally, I mean, <laughs> forgive me, but when you're going to work somewhere, you're, you're, an elderly person will call you and tell you, listen, when, as you go, when they talk, don't talk. Just just keep quiet and do your work and mind your own business. And it's, it's deemed as very good advice. of what you're saying, you're saying that you could be really stifling your potential by, by bottling up and not, and not expressing yourself.
2: No, you couldn't be uh, far from the truth. In fact, if you are quiet and you don't speak up, if you don't make... In fact, in some jurisdictions, there's this saying that when you speak up, you'll be victimized. It is a common thing that people believe. But trust me, it is not true in companies that are going places, in leading companies across the globe. We need people who will speak up, who will be leaders, and take the bull by the horns and lead their troops to the field and achieve the impossible. And therefore, if you do not show leadership, you do not aspire or exhibit uh, leadership Then it means that You are not one To lead a team
1: So that if if, if you work in a company And ideas Contribution Innovation Are not welcome then You should be looking at yourself And asking yourself Whether you are in the right place <laughs> That is why You need to um, Recruit the right people Right
2: Indeed at Fidelity Bank We have a management trainee uh, Program Where we recruit From the leading universities Both home and abroad And we take them through through um, a couple of years' training and orchestrate their development. We take them around all the departments and in so doing, we see the leaders emerging. We see those people who be useful to the bank for the future. They come out clearly and therefore we orchestrate their development and, and, and assign them to responsible positions in order to, if you like, bring out their potentials. Those are the people
1: who are continuously groomed and they are headed to the very top three three characteristics you've given one is self-confidence you mentioned earlier on solution-oriented so I've noted that one as, as number two you also mentioned in relation to number two those who speak up their minds and make critical contributions to resolving issues are there a couple a couple more that you like to highlight or oh, we can work with these three and we can move on to another dimension that is very critical
2: I think these three are Very critical, I think they are the most important as far as I'm concerned because to become a leader, your self confidence must be in display every time. If you don't believe in yourself, it means that you're not giving hope to others. And it is very important that as a leader, you should sell hope to everybody. Indeed, I asked the managing director of my company if. I didn't give hope to my people then they wouldn't think that they belong here because people are looking at and reading your body language every time whenever you meet with them they are watching your body language they want to find out whether you are the right leader to follow and therefore it is very critical that we exhibit hope to give uh, assurances to our people
1: let me come to the flip side of it. You've talked about the what you look out for when selecting successes. Let me talk about the thing that will make a, a few people uncomfortable, which is very critical. What about the most... Common mistakes involved in selecting. I mean, let me again go to a subject both of you are familiar with. Let's go to the Bible and go to the selection process when Samuel went to the house of Jesse. Bible says he saw Eliab and said, "That tall guy, yeah, handsome. He's the one." And, and God said, "Take your time, take your time. Yeah. There, are, there are other values you must look out for that may not necessarily be physical and may not be immediately apparent." Some companies make selection of of leaders and look back with regret. Walk us through some of the common mistakes that are made in selecting successes or selecting CEOs or selecting leaders. Ah,
2: oh, that's a wonderful question. Um, one of the things, the decisions that lead to failure of leadership is the fact that if you're looking to appoint somebody as the leader, you look at longevity in the company. Longevity does not mean excellence longevity does not mean um, efficiency or if you like best uh, production longevity could be anything you could be there for a very long time and be very good because you have developed yourself but it is not a requirement for appointing somebody to a leadership position for instance If somebody joined Fidelity within the last, let's say, uh, three years, and somebody had been in, let's say, the retail banking department for about 20 years and had developed to become maybe one step short of a director's role, and this other guy comes in to, if you like, um, operate along the same level, and within three years, I see all the leadership qualities in him, and I see that he will perform better if I appointed appointed him as a director, then, of course, I will appoint him over the person who's been there for 20 years and has not asserted himself and has not delivered at the top. So, one, longevity for me is not a formula for, um, if you like, appointing somebody into very senior positions. It is competency. It is confidence. It is your ability to... Um, put on board or deliver solutions to the table. Right. The other thing is uh, familiarity, because take it or leave it, even executives have their own friends in the company. We have, uh, in some companies, there are even remote uh, uh, relations in the company. So if you want to appoint somebody, you cannot appoint your friend or a distant relation right. to that management position, just because you have a relationship with them, it is a recipe for disaster. You're looking for competencies, somebody who's got the skills to play the role. So these are no-go areas. So, like I said, if you're looking for the right person to fit the role, you need to look for the person who exhibits the leadership qualities, who is assertive, and who contributes to the solutions.
1: It's twenty five minutes to the hour of eight o'clock and I can tell you the man powering the studio and and, and 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 just giving us a wonderful experience is Jim Baden, who's the managing director of of Fidelity Bank, helping us to understand what the issues are in terms of succession planning and also in terms of ideas and innovation. We'll be coming to that part of the discussion very shortly. But I am sure that you're asking yourself, what about the scripture that sees um, in Acts chapter 1 verse 21 therefore of these men who have accompanied us all the time that the Lord went in and out among us beginning from the baptism of John to that day when he was taken away from us one of these must be a witness with us of his resurrection that was the discussion that Peter was having when they were appointing the successor to Judas he says choose, choose somebody who has been around and understands the organization but you may say listen In pursuing the new leader, don't just look at longevity because it's not a guarantee that the person is a performer. Let me give him a a minute to catch his breath and bring you a song by Nathaniel Bassi. I love Nathaniel Bassi, and he will be with us at the Greater Works Conference in, uh, from the 24th to the 28th of, of, of July at the Independence Square and at ICGC Christ Temple. I have to add that one. All right, so let me bring you a song by Nathaniel Bassi, Emila, and let me let me remember those celebrating their birthdays today. two people that I would like to celebrate, Pastor Eresi, Edwina, Annan and then Clemens, that can enjoy this one. Let me bring you Nathaniel Bassi. When we come back, let's talk about ideas and innovation. How do they fit into this quest for the next CEO? And then very importantly how do you be, how can you attend the festival of ideas on the 17th of August 2017? That's a Thursday. How do you participate in the festival of ideas please don't go away. When I
3: think upon your goodness,
1: Tell you something beautiful song by nathaniel bassett um, mr Baden, who do you dedicate this song to this this wonderful evening
3: wow <laughs> <laughs>
1: I dedicate it to my wife and my kids. Right. I'm sure they're listening tonight. Yes, they are. Wonderful. We'll come back to the discussion very shortly. But let me remind you why you must get the mobile app from EcoBank, the Pan-African Bank. I'm introducing the new EcoBank mobile app. Download the app today and send money fast to 33 countries and pay your bills with the top of a finger. No bank account, no worries at all. Open an EcoBank Express account instantly on your mobile phone now, now, now. No forms, no accounts, handling fees to pay ever. Download the new app today and enjoy the new digital experience. The Ecobank mobile app is available on Google Play Store and the App Store. Ecobank definitely is the Pan-African bank. This is Springboard, your virtual university, brought to you by Legacy and Legacy Enjoy 99.7 FM, and we're having a discussion with Jim Baden, Managing Director of of Fidelity Bank as we look at succession planning in our build-up to the festival of ideas. He will be one of our resource persons and he will be focusing on ideas and innovation and how they can enable your journey to become the next CEO. And I would like to share some of the comments that are coming on Facebook. Anthony Cobalt says, love your words. James Amwaku says, great program. Frank Atuganza says, great leadership empowerment program. James says, very refreshing and educative. All right. So Ad- Admiral says, very exciting discussion. Keep them coming. Come forth. Right. So that is the, those are your thoughts being shared on Facebook. You can join us on Facebook as we stream those live and bringing the experience to you in digital picture quality, as well as also bringing the live to you on radio here at Joy ninety nine point seven FM. The Facebook page you go, to, page to go to is at Albert N E Okran or Comfort Okran A, and you can find these you can find a live stream there. Let me give you a brief on how you can be part of the Festival of Ideas. It comes off on the Thursday, the 17th of August, 2017. The theme for the Festival of Ideas is Succession Planning. The morning session is for emerging leaders and it's on grooming the next CEOs. Those who attend the morning are typically those who are in the pipeline to become CEOs. Management members going on to senior management and then those who are seen. By their companies as likely to occupy very top positions in the next 10 years. Though at these are the ones who come to the morning session. And the morning starts at 8 a.m. and runs through to 1 p.m. It has four plenary sessions and then it has 12 breakout groups, all of them with top CEOs, where 25 to 30 people get a chance to hang out with the CEO for almost two hours. Asking those difficult questions and building relationships that will help mentor you till you you fill that position that you aspire to be at. And that is for the morning session of the Festival of Ideas. The evening is where, somebody will say, where the eagles gather. That's where the CEOs themselves, as well as the board members and the top management gather. The focus of the evening session, building transgenerational organizations. You will love this one because in the evening, we'll talk about which companies will last out, last which ones? Which ones will be there 30 years from now and beyond? What will it take? And that is the discussion that we'll be having on the evening of the Festival of Ideas. We'll also be out during a beautiful documentary that highlights Ghanaian success stories with with. Succession. Many times, talk about the failed ones, the ones that started and faded out. Will be will be profiling the ones that are succeeding and building to the next generation. And you will be impressed with that documentary. It's all part of the the show on the evening of the seventeenth of August. If you want details about the Festival of Ideas, the number to call 24 quadruple nine triple five zero two four nine 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 five five five. If you're an email person info at legacyandlegacy.com.gh legacyandlegacy.com.gh info. Just send a request for a concept paper. We'll send you all the details about how to be at the Festival of Ideas. Let me, before I come back to Mr. Baden, bring you a summary of the lessons. When you come to the studio and you see us, it's almost like you're in lecture hall writing frantically while the lessons are being shared because we take it very seriously. So, a few thoughts from Mr. Baden as we started this discussion. He says that His contribution at the festival was to provide hope and direction, and he says it was useful, entertaining, and inspiring. Very importantly, he shared his thoughts on succession planning. I won't give you the full description, the full definition, but he talked about it being deliberate orchestration, and it's about staff capacity to meet the organization's human capital needs for the present into the future to ensure longevity in the long term, and very importantly, to maintain and improve your market position. And he says... It's a function right from the recruitment. When you get it wrong, you've lost the, the, the battle. So you need to plan and clarify roles and position people appropriately to ensure that they are there for the long time and there's no drop in company performance. He says beginners will find it helpful because it defines your career path. And then also in looking for CEOs, three things. One, confidence. Two, solution orientation, and three, assertiveness. He says these are the three things. Forget about all the rest. They are important, but these three will take you to heaven. So those are the thoughts of Jim Baden. And what about the mistakes that we make when selecting CEOs? He says, number one, don't assume that longevity is a guarantee of performance or efficiency. A person can be there for a long time and be doing nothing. And he says also, Don't let familiarity deceive you. Don't appoint somebody because they are your body-body or you've known them for a long time. Let's come now to the issue of ideas and innovation. That is the sub-theme Jim will be... I know you'll pay for that when you come to the festival, but let me get a teaser about what exactly should we expect in this discussion on um, ideas. Already you said, Jim, that you look for people who contribute ideas in meetings as an indication of people with leadership potential. So let me move on to the corporate side. How can a business, a firm, leverage these ideas? Is it possible for a firm to take, for instance, an idea that I mean, Neyman's, today I'm doing Bible, <laughs> Neyman's maid servant brought an idea that brought a solution to a long-term problem. Is it possible that somebody in the firm maybe a young person, not necessarily somebody at the top level, can bring a, a, an innovation and an idea that could literally turn a company's fortunes around. Let's talk, Jim.
2: Yeah, thank you, Albert. Uh, this is a great way to spend my Sunday. <laughs> I'm having fun here. Um, people have ideas. An idea is a thought or a conception or even a notion or philosophy existing in one's mind. Okay, so as we go about our duty every day, people carry different ideas, but not all ideas are fruitful ideas. Okay, so then what are fruitful ideas? Fruitful ideas are translated or, if you like, lead to innovation. And innovation is, a, is, is an idea That leads to the delivery of a method a product or a service okay that will deliver value to the end user so people will have ideas but you can classify them as non-productive ideas or if you like useless ideas because they would not go to help anybody. They would not lead to the enhancement of any product. No end user can take the idea and translate it into value.
1: Right. So for you, the
2: value proposition
1: is the ultimate test of a good idea. It's
2: very critical. Right. And that is where innovation comes in. Right. Because an innovation is, is a process that converts ideas to, if you like, methods, processes products that would be found useful by an end user right. to create value for instance right okay so, so we could have a new idea that will lead to innovation of a new product or we could have a new or we could have a new idea that could lead to innovation of an existing product you know such that the existing product would be better packaged, better uh, delivered, better sold, and it become more appealing. You can make more money out of it. Okay, that is why in some cases you hear formerly we used to do this thing this way, but now it's been transformed to this way, and it is more efficient. It's either making you more money or saving you some costs. Which ultimately leads to more profit.
1: Money cost profit. I know that if you didn't hear in some people didn't hear anything from the beginning of the programme to now when they heard money cost and profit, <laughs> they smiled. These words are, are magic words for several business executives. It will make you money, it will save cost, it will ensure profit. Yes. Suddenly then the interest in the discussion went up one notch. Jim, if, if ideas and innovation are so important, let's round up with two questions. One about the enablers and the other one about the barriers, what are the enablers of that process that ensures that useful ideas that hang around the company are percolated through and transformed into products, and then what are the barriers that prevent these things from happening us yeah. an idea
2: yeah um, it 's important, like I said, from the outset to keep to give hope to your people in the sense that you don 't dismiss the ideas you don 't know what idea will lead to a new product, a winning product that will make you more money. And therefore, you encourage your people to contribute the ideas. At Fidelity, for instance, we have an ideation center where we encourage people to drop their ideas and we work with them to develop these ideas. This is encouraging indeed. And we've had so many outstanding contributions from our people only because we encourage the expression of ideas. I think it's a win-win if you encourage your team, your staff, to contribute ideas. Because for me, good ideas do not reside in the minds of executive management alone. Good ideas, productive ideas, award-winning ideas could come from anybody, right from the graduate entrant to the middle-tier manager to the top-tier manager across the organization and it should encourage everybody to speak up and to contribute the ideas.
1: I assume that by, by, by implication or by inference, the barriers to ideas will be a culture that is, doesn't encourage protects presence.
2: Absolutely, you got it spot on. That is one. In some environments, what they say is that this is the way we do it here and it has worked for us for all these years. Why do you think you can You can change it you know that is uh self-defeating that is a killer you know so basically you're shooting yourself in the foot if you had a brilliant somebody and uh he could make a change in the existing mode of doing something and you don't encourage him and you kill the idea you're killing his potential and killing your payday
1: I'm going to come back to you to wrap up. But when you mentioned this is how we do things here and this has worked for us, it reminded me of a great friend of mine who will be smiling as you speak. And so let me say a big good evening to Reverend Emmanuel Jokumi. I know you loved it. you would love this statement because it just resonates with the discussion we have very often when we meet. Right, I'm going to come, be coming to Mr. Jim Bading to wrap up this discussion about, about innovation and ideas within the context of, of the Festival of Ideas team, that is Succession planning, and this discussion will be available on Facebook after the show tonight. You can go and watch it and listen to it over and over, because listen, the, the pages of notes are written down. I can't share all of them with you tonight, but you can go and watch it on Facebook. Just go to at Albert N-E Okran or at Comfort Okran A. Just go listen, listen to this discussion again, and then glean some useful ideas, either on your journey to becoming CEO or your journey to consolidating the success of your existing business my guest is Jim Baden helping us to understand why succession planning is absolutely important as we build up to the festival of ideas let me also remind you that if you haven't as yet participated in the springboard Zoom, every saturday at 6 a.m. we have a live broadcast on social media on these same pages just like the page and you'll be notified whenever the broadcast goes live. And like, Yesterday we did a, a session on building transgenerational organizations which is part, re- really like the theme for, for the festival. So you will find it on sitting comfortably on, on on Facebook. Just go and watch that broadcast. And then finally, we also launched a new product yesterday. We call it the mentorship, daily mentorship diet. We have breakfast which is a biblical scan and then we have lunch which is a wisdom key while you work. That's just a one minute wisdom key while you work and in the evening we have motivational readings where we serialize our our best selling books, just read them for free and enjoy them, just find them also on these same Facebook pages, it's become a learning and developmental center on Facebook right, let me come back to the studio Mr. Baden, closing thoughts on the subject
2: very well Albert, thank you very much the upcoming festival of ideas is a must not miss make sure that you plan to be there. Make sure that you reserve the dates. Make sure that you register in good time. It is a festival of ideas that would give you a lot of new ideas to take back to your companies. I want to rechristen it a harvesting of ideas. Wow. Because last year, I harvested a lot of new ideas wow. that I didn't know previously. 'Cause people come and they contribute the ideas and therefore I see it as a harvesting of ideas. And I recommend it to everybody. Catch me there. Let me see you.
1: If you ever thought you would not be at the Festival of Ideas, this is this is this is more than enough of An invitation for you to be there, yeah. Definitely, Jim will be there, and so will a number of leading CEOs. Is, there, is that place where you will find everybody and you can really, really, really drive your vision to the next level? I want to say a big thank you, Jim, for being so gracious to give us your time this Sunday evening. I've enjoyed you, and I want to ponder over the lessons I've learned. But let me give you the one idea I harvested from you tonight, and it's the last one the very last one. It says, Good ideas, productive concepts, and award winning ideas do not reside in the heads of executive management. This is powerful. Right. So we come your way again next week in our continuation of the build up to the festival of ideas. Ne- next week we'll be discussing technology. Technology and Matthew, what is it? Smart
0: Solutions.
1: Technology and smart solutions. I, I know that I know my, my bosses at Ecoban will be smiling. Technology and smart solutions as drivers for growth. So next, you could be discussing that one with Kofi the CEO of Rank Card Solutions, helping us to understand how technology and smart solutions can make the world easier for you as we build up to the festival of ideas. So till we come your way again next week on Springboard, your virtual university, let me bring you the quote from the wisdom key for this afternoon on the Daily Mentorship Diet, a quote by Charles Swindle, who says, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond to it. So you get guess what? You know why you must enjoy the daily mentorship diet on the springboard on our, our our Facebook pages, the Facebook page again, Albert NE Okran and Comfort Okran A. Any of these pages just just go and you will enjoy this content every single day. On behalf of Comfort the Registrar, Matthew Amos and Insura. My name is Albert Okran saying thank you to Jim Baden for being with us and to all of you listening out there. God bless you. God bless you and God
0: bless you. Good night. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert Okran. And Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on 233 You may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com, amazon.com,